Welcome to episode 162 of Crack the Customer Code. Thanks to Audible.com for sponsoring this episode. Get your free audiobook and a 30-day free trial as a listener to this podcast by visiting audibletrial.com slash customer code. I'm Jeannie Walters, and I'm here with the rebel with a customer service cause, Adam Toporek. Adam, how are you? Oh, I'm embracing my inner James Dean. Isn't it, was it James <laughs> Dean? Yes. That yeah, one, was it James Dean? Yeah, well, Come that on. one's even before my time. Maybe not yours, but I'm just saying. Oh, oh. whatever. <laughs> well, you know what? I like it. I'm going to get a leather-bound book cover for Be Your Customer's Hero, so that way it nice. can be. <laughs> nice. And a little tattoo on it. <laughs> yeah, it'll be, it'll be faux leather. It's okay, but still, you know, <laughs> a little tattoo. That would be nice. I don't know what the tattoo would say. That's probably not a good discussion for this podcast. So, <laughs> well, talking about, oh, I have no segue here. So let's talk about our guest. <laughs> I, try, I tried, Jeannie. You know what? You can't yeah. bet a thousand. <laughs> she's she's a little bit of a rebel against bad leadership practices. Ah, How's that? Ooh, I Boom. like it. <laughs> Bring in the segue. See, that's why we're a good team. You know, when, there you when, go. when I'm miss a step you're right behind me <laughs> when you miss a step i'm right behind you look at that all right so it is joy marzen and joy is a joy she really is she's very pleasant and she has again with the accents i'm i'm really enjoying these interviews with people <laughs> from you know faraway places who have these beautiful accents uh but she really has a great take on just doing what it takes to be a leader of not only your team, but also yourself, which I think is often overlooked in these discussions. Oh, absolutely. But the thing to really remember is that we're global, Jeannie. We are global. I know. But <laughs> I still enjoy the accents from our global reach. How's yeah, that? Yeah, it is. It's true. And you know, that's Joy. Uh, you know, I've met Joy personally, and she is just fantastic. And if you ever get a chance to uh, check out her YouTube, unless you can see her live, but she is amazing on stage. And I think now is the time for us to share the joy of joy. We should definitely share the joy. <laughs> All right. Well, Joy Marzen is an influential change advocate with more than 20 years of business experience. Joy works internationally using her uniquely designed Keep Stepping program, which focuses on key principles that must be mastered when going through challenge and change. She is the author of the book, Keep Stepping, Essential Ways to Lead Yourself and Others Through Challenge and Change. Joy works with leaders and their teams in both the public and private sector and has clients including PepsiCo, Michelin, and the BBC. Joy, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. Hi, Joy. We're so happy you're here with us today. Yeah, it's good to be here. Glad to be on the interview with you both. Well, thank you. We're very excited. And I really loved learning about kind of your topics and leadership and all of that is so important to everything in an organization. But it's really important when you discuss this idea of self-leadership and kind of self-success, as you call it. And I was wondering, can you give us a quick definition or overview of this idea of self-leadership? What does that really mean? Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting question, isn't it? And, and I get asked this all the time <laughs> when, I'm, <laughs> when I'm speaking at events. And it really is just developing a sense of, of who you are and what you can do and being able to guide yourself through situations that lead you to a really good result at the end of it. So that's really it in a nutshell. Um, so self-leadership is kind of, it, it feels big, but it really is just about you handling yourself <laughs> in a really <laughs> good way that gives you the best result possible. We should start teaching our children this very young. <laughs> <laughs> 
well, I say as the mom of a middle school boy. <laughs> yeah. Well, as a matter of fact, this same model I do I do work with with uh, quite a few teenagers throughout mm-hmm. the year with the same model because yeah, you're you're absolutely right. The earlier you can start, the better off you'll be at developing those skills. Mm. Well, you know, it's funny, we come in from frontline and retail, a lot of the people who staff those positions are young. They're just new to the workforce. So this has actually has really important implications for uh, customer centricity, for customer experience. So a lot of organizations want to become more customer centric, but they're intimidated because, you know, it's a lot of change. So what tips or suggestions do you have for leaders who are asking their teams, particularly maybe some of these younger team members, to change their behaviors really dramatically? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this is, change is a, is, is a strange thing because we we talk about the word and, and they talk about it in business um, very kind of loosely. And it's difficult. Well, you and I, you know, you, we all know that it's a difficult thing to do. Um, but change happens um, in steps. And it happens um in in small adjustments, not normally in big chunks, the best change happens in companies where the leaders themselves are inspirational, aspirational, and they lead them through that change by going through that change successfully themselves. In other words, the leaders are people that have great self-leadership skills that can be seen by their workforce, and they lead them well through the change. That is the best way to do it. You have to have a role model. And so what are some of those skills that you think really show the teams that this is a leader to follow? Well, one of the one of the best examples I've seen, um, so probably most, most recently, is a, a director that was um, wanting his team, he, he leads quite a large team, and he had a lot of change that the, the, the people that he was leading were going through quite a lot of stress. Um, but he had something that was actually quite, um, quite magical and quite fresh in that he was able to understand where his people were at any moment in time. He understood every single part of his organization and he understood the challenges that his people faced. In other words, and I think I spoke to Adam about this yesterday, um, in other words, he was able to tune in to where his people were and being able to do that and, and showing them that he understood where they were and understood those challenges. He was able to influence them, articulate clearly, communicate with them and get and, and showing them that he understood them made them open to what he had to say about the change. So it really is to do with your people skills and the amount of amount of time and headspace you give the people that you lead. Well, that's interesting because how do leaders, people are trying to drive change in an organization, you know, what are some of the ways, the best ways to communicate? I mean, one, you've got to lead by example. Mm-hmm. As you were saying, which is so true, because I, you know, that's to me, that's the heart of culture is being what you want the culture to be when you're the leader. Uh, yeah. But but how do you communicate once once you walk the you know, walk the walk? Uh, you know, what's what are some ways to talk the talk to to get that message through to everybody? Because not everybody's going to just go, oh, hey, he's doing it. They may not see him or her mm-hmm. on a regular basis, etc. cetera. Uh, so what, what are some great ways to communicate as a leader? Well, 
we've got to we've got to assume that in every company there are layers of, of of teams within that company. So you have your leaders, you have your, your you may have your directors, you may have your management team, and you've got different people at different layers. But you you have to have a core of people who display things because action is something that is seen. It's not just spoken about. And in in a lot of problems happen in organizations where the words that come out of people's mouth do not match what they do. And therein mm-hmm. lies a lot of the problem in, 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 in confusion. And this is why people say, well, you know what? I, I don't see that in you. And it's not, well, I didn't hear you say that. <laughs> it's usually, I don't see that in you. <laughs> um, so, so the actions really do have to match the words, but it has to go through the whole of the company. But it really does start at the top because you cannot expect your people to do something that you're not willing to do yourself. So it's word and action. And a lot of it is to do with the heart of the communication, the way you communicate your messages, the way you communicate really tough messages in particular. But you know, underneath all that, there has to be an understanding of the people that you are leading and the people that you are expecting to deliver on your behalf. Well, we talk about that a lot here about how really it does have to come to, from the top because otherwise, you know, if if the leaders don't believe in the change, then nobody else is going to believe in it. And part of what we have to do in this world of customer experience is sometimes reflect back the actual experience that customers are having. And sometimes that's really hard because these leaders think everything's going swimmingly and, <laughs> you know, their charts and their reports all say really nice numbers. Yeah. And then you you reflect back and you say, actually, what's happening is you're training your people poorly. They're treating your customers poorly and your competitors are getting all of your customers. And so it's really hard to say that to leaders who sometimes just don't have the self-awareness or don't want to hear the truth. Mm-hmm. And so I'm wondering about your perspective here. How do you handle a leader who isn't as self-aware as he or she should be and, you know, really to hear those hard truths? Well, you know, it, it, you're, you're absolutely right, Jenny, when you say, you know, it's, sometimes they just don't want to see it. Sometimes, <laughs> not yeah. everybody is as open as you would like them to be. You know, but at the heart of everything that we're saying here. If a leader really wants to be successful in bringing an organization successfully through change, successfully through challenge, successfully through difficulties that they may be facing, then you know, they've got to be open to seeing things differently. And seeing things differently has to start with you. It has to start with the way you see things, your own self-awareness, your own ability to reflect on on situations and your openness to ask questions of people throughout the whole of the organization, including the person that sits on the customer service desk, including the person that may be on the shop floor, including the person that may be on the factory floor. You have to know what your people are going through, and they have to be able to see you. And I, I you know, I, as I'm speaking, I can almost kind of hear you say, <laughs> now correct me if I'm wrong, Jenny, correct me, Jenny, sorry, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, Adam, but I can almost hear you say, but yeah, but you know, a lot of people don't see their, their, their bosses. And I mm-hmm. would say to every organization that brings me in to work with them, your people need to see you. 
even if you just walk through that building and say hello um, once a week or once a month, you know, somebody from, from the management, from the high up in that organization has to be seen by the people. And it's mm-hmm. really, really important because that is the only way to connect. Uh, and, you know, you can't connect with somebody. You can connect so much by a phone, that's fine. But if it's your company and you have big expectations, then align yourself with those big expectations and really show yourself to be true to what you want. Very well said. Yeah, that's great because one of the what you're basically saying there is there's an old uh, concept. It's from the 80s called MBWA, which was uh, management by walking around or management management by mm-hmm. wandering around. Mm-hmm. And you know we've talked a lot about that. Where you know the you you learn so much about your teams just getting out on the floor, and it's hard. I, I mean, I will be the first to admit that you've got priorities as an executive and you've got all kinds of things coming in. And let's face it, everybody's you know, sort of overbooked at this point, <laughs> you know, the way the world is. <laughs> you know, all, no, so, many, so few organizations are fully staffed. It's fire after fire. And it mm-hmm. gets really challenging to do, but it's such an important practice to get out there and meet face-to-face because you learn things. It's, it's, it, it's so truly important. So, yes, you do. So let's talk about another trap that I think leaders fall into, and I'm curious about your take on. Yeah, you know, I know keep stepping is one of the key things in that concept is the idea of keeping stepping, of keeping moving forward, uh, you know, foot after foot after step after step. So mm-hmm. one, one of the things you see in large organizations particularly, but in every organization, is change becomes an initiative and it has its time and it may never get finished, right? <laughs> you know, it's like, we're, we're going to change for two months and we're not finished, but now we're going to change for something else. So, uh, We're going to make a fancy acronym out of change. Exactly, pretty much, exactly. So, you know, what are some things you see on the, on the human element about, one, how to make sure change gets completed, how it gets finished, and, uh, you know, how to make sure it's sort of, I don't want to say sold, but, you know, packaged as a as a success, the features and benefits, so to speak, are transmitted throughout the organization. Yeah, uh, that's a great question, because that's that's a that's a real tough one, because organizations handle change um, very, very differently. And I guess if, if you've got a, a, a change project, um, then usually you know when you've got to the end of that project because there'll be some kind of result or some kind of um, shift that you can see. Uh, but in I know I work in um, education a lot, and in education it's just constant change <laughs> because the government changes everything constantly, uh, and they're working change on top of change on top of change on top of change. And I guess that's where you're coming from, and it can seem never-ending, and in some situations it just is. And this is where self-leadership becomes really, really key, because you as an individual working within a team have to know how much you can do, where you stand, what you stand for, and what you're capable of. And you need to be extremely aware in situations like that so that you can uh, basically flag up situations that just say, do you know what? This isn't going to happen. This is as far as we can take this project. And they have to be able to feel they have a voice to be able to do that, which is why it's so important for the management to be seen on the ground. Wow. Well, I think 
I, I want to just like underline and put that in bold <laughs> because <laughs> there are so many times when we work with organizations and, you know, we, I worked with a client who used to joke about how the CEO lived in the literal ivory tower because the campus of the organization was all low buildings except for the executive tower. <laughs> and so, um, like it was, it was kind of laughable how on point that was. Um, and nobody ever saw him and he had his own thing. And, uh, it's very easy to feel so disconnected and that doesn't serve anybody, employees or customers or anybody. So I really appreciate how you emphasize that. And I think, you know, this is a great place to, to wrap it up and actually ask you how people can learn more. How can they uh, learn from you and stay in touch and where can they find you on the internet? Well, yeah, they, they can stay in touch with me on, on uh, www.joymarsden, that's J-O-Y-M-A-R-S-D-E-N.com. Or they can find my book, Keep Stepping, which is on Amazon, on Kindle or Audible. Or they can get the book. So, you know, uh, get in touch. I'd love to help you with my Keep Stepping model. Well, and Audible is a sponsor of ours, so that would be great. They should they should come use our link and order your book. Yeah, it's, that's it's, great. It's a perfect circle. Fantastic. <laughs> 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 Thank you so much, Joy. This was really insightful, and keep you know preaching what you are because I think it's it's helpful to a lot of people out there. That's great. Thank you very much, Jeannie. Thank you very much, Adam. Thanks, Joy. Appreciate it. We hope you enjoyed episode 162 of Crack the Customer Code. You can see the show notes for this and all episodes. Subscribe and send us feedback, which who loves feedback, Adam? I'm a guitarist. We hate feedback. <laughs> we love feedback from you, our audience. So go to crackthecustomercode.com. And we also love your reviews on iTunes. I'm Jeannie Walters. Stay current on the latest customer experience trends and insights and sign up for free newsletters and webinars at 360connects.com. And I'm Adam Tapore. You can connect with me and find out more about our customer service workshops and training at customersatstick.com. Until next time, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.